Welcome to the Pilot Podcast, where we watch the pilot episodes of TV shows and answer your question, should I watch this? My name is BJ. And my name is Me Too. And I apologize for my voice. I'm a little under the weather. A little bit. And this week, we're checking out Cartoon Network's Rick and Morty. So stay tuned to the end to find out what kind of lab BJ is going to build in his garage one day. Ooh, I would build a time machine. You always want to abuse time. I didn't say I would abuse it. I just said I would build a time machine. You're telling me if you had a time machine, you wouldn't abuse it? You wouldn't know. Yes, I would. <laughs> I would I change know, time. <laughs> I know. we Our lives have been too intertwined. I would grow like a third arm or something from your messing with it. Fine. You'd be my Morty and I would take you on adventures I don't want to be your Morty. That sounds miserable. Exactly. Morty doesn't want to be Morty. <laughs> I guess I would be your Morty. So, me too. Are you a fan of adult animated series? Um, I don't know if these count as adult animated series, but animated shows I love are Bob's Burgers. Okay. Steven Universe. No. She-Ra. No. Dragon Prince. I don't know what that is. Those are the animated shows I watch. And Boss Baby. Oh, the, from the movie? There's a series on Netflix. That's definitely not adult. Well, it's pretty good. Anyway, Rick and Morty is an adult animated series, more in the vein of like Simpsons and Family Guy, where you're going to get some raunchy jokes, more inappropriate behavior that you wouldn't see in an animated series like She-Ra or Boss Baby. And we should say that we're reviewing this show despite it being out for a while because it was recommended to us by quite a few listeners. Yes, there are a lot of fans out there, including a few of our listeners. And so the premise for this show is very straightforward, actually. Rick and Morty follows a mad scientist named Rick Sanchez and his grandson, Morty Smith. And basically, Rick Sanchez is this ex eccentric scientist who travels through other dimensions. He builds robots, time machines, explores different universes, and he ends up bringing his grandson Morty along with him on these adventures to help him run errands in this first episode to help him collect these special seeds from some alien plant that he wants to smuggle through an interdimensional portal. And the whole idea is that Morty's parents are worried that Rick is going to be a bad influence on Morty because Morty is presented as a little bit challenged when it comes to keeping up with his classmates. They think he has a disability. But they're very broad with what kind of disability or disabilities he may have. Yes. And unfortunately, the adventures that Rick takes Morty on cause Morty a lot of discomfort. Sure, if we want to say discomfort. He abuses him. He knows that his grandson can take a lot of punishment and takes advantage of that. He knows that his grandson can't say no to these interdimensional adventures. And his parents let Rick do this to the kid because Morty is learning and they were nervous that he was not picking up a lot in school. So Rick has this free reign to do these terrible things to Morty. And I don't think Rick realizes how tough he's being or how mm, neglectful or even actively abusive he's being because it's all in service of a greater mission. And he does care about Morty and Morty's development. 
just in his own messed up way. Yeah. And there's another conflicting side where, unfortunately, Morty doesn't have any other friends. So Rick really is the only one who's willing to be close to him. Yeah. And Rick sees some of himself in Morty. And some of that might be projecting onto Morty, wanting him to be a younger version of Rick. That's a great point. I didn't think about that. I just accepted, which makes me a bit of a sheep too. When he tells the parents, I see myself in this kid, I thought that he really did. But that's true. He could be projecting as well. Mm -hmm. Because maybe he doesn't have any other friends. So he's like, well, I can always have Morty on my side. So they're sort of codependent. I think in this type of relationship, there's definitely some dependence on each other. Yeah. So did you find this first adventure through dimensions to be exciting? I think it was a really good taste of what's to come in the show. So throughout the show, as I understand it, neither you nor I has ever seen Rick and Morty. And throughout the show, they go through adventures in time and space, and they test the limits of dimensions, which is cool. And so Mm -hmm. we got a really great taste of that in this first episode where they go to this new dimension, and Rick wants to collect this material from it. And we even meet some of the alien community that they'll likely contend with later in the show. There's sort of a space customs that they have to get through to bring the material back that Rick wanted from some planet they visited. So I think it was a fun adventure and albeit, again, abusive and a really good example, I believe, of what's to come. I agree. This reminds me a lot of Futurama and the kind of adventures they went on where Fry is kind of the dim-witted naive one going on these adventures through space and i think it's kind of exciting with the idea of alternate dimensions because it really lets the creators of this show push the limits of their imagination because they can really do anything like they can make up whatever rules they want for these alternate dimensions and that leaves so many possibilities and this episode was so weird with the plants The idea of this seed that can affect your intelligence, Mm -hmm. the idea of these weird portals, which kind of seem like goo that let you jump through time and space. So we're only just seeing the tip of the iceberg of what kind of adventures Rick can take Morty on. And I'm really fascinated and I'm intrigued to see what's next. I can't even predict where they're going to go next. And I think that makes this more exciting. One interesting fact about the show I hate my voice right now. Is this, I sound like Dolores Umbridge. Is the star power behind it? So Justin Roiland is a well-known voice actor and Dan Harmon is known from Community and other projects and they actually co-created the show. And then some of the voices behind the show include Chris Parnell, who plays the father, Sarah Chalk, who plays the mother, and Spencer Grammer, Chelsea Grammer's daughter, who plays Summer, Morty's sister. Great cast. And did you know that Rick and Morty brought back Szechuan sauce at McDonald's twice? I didn't. I have never been a fan of that, but I have heard about those movements where there's like a cult following at McDonald's. Yes, people are obsessed with the Szechuan sauce. 
the McRib. And I'm sure there are other things that people always want brought back, which is smart marketing for McDonald's as well. But Mm -hmm. apparently in Rick and Morty, it was mentioned at the top of season three. And then demand was so intense that McDonald's released a limited supply, but it went quickly. And so they did it again with a greater supply to try to meet demand. And again, people showed up and showed out for a sauce at McDonald's. So speaking of dedicated and passionate fans, we're looking at this from the future. You know, we're going back to 2013 when we looked at this pilot. From this initial episode, would you have predicted the critical acclaim, the award nominations and wins that this show has gotten, the dedicated and passionate fan base that it's produced? Yeah, I think it appeals to its audience really well. I assume Rick and Morty largely is targeting millennials. And I read this cool article in the New York Times about Rick and Morty, where it basically said that the millennial generation grew up in the 24-hour news cycle, and we only know tragedy. So we just like our content a little darker. And it finds humor in darkness. And also, there was a moment at the top of the show at the top of the pilot that made me laugh out loud where Summer says something to the effect of, oh my God, Rick responds, there's no God. It's best for you to know that now before you get your hopes up. And I don't know why, but the way he delivered such a dark message, I mean, no matter what you believe to just like tell a child whatever entity they believe in doesn't exist, but his delivery made me laugh so hard. It was it was like one of the things that made me laugh most in this episode. Yeah, and I think that goes along with what I think is really nice about this show is that they don't hold back. They're not afraid to be blunt and not just Rick's character, who is the most blunt, but all the characters. Like, there's no limits when talking about alcoholism, drugs, putting things up your butt, not having friends, having sexual fantasies about your crush in class, creepy teachers, affairs at work, heart surgery even killing a student. (laughs) You just, the lions, tigers, and bears, oh my, that you just did of like shoving things in your rectum. (laughs) Drug abuse, alcohol abuse, killing someone. What won't they talk about next week? You know what it sounds like? Remember when Bill Hader did Stefan on SNL? Like this club has everything. That's what you just did with Rick and Morty. But the sad part or the funny part is that everything you just said happened in this pilot episode. Exactly. It sounds so absurd when you just list it off like that, but it actually flowed really well within the actual episode. I'm going to save audio of you saying those things just for my own personal enjoyment. That's strange. That's what makes us friends. So me too. Of our main cast, consisting of Morty's parents, Jerry and Beth, his sister, Summer, his grandfather, Rick, and of course, Morty himself, who's your favorite character? That's tough. I don't think anyone's particularly sympathetic, which is what I tend to go for for favorite characters, or especially diabolical, because I'm also Cersei Lannister Hive. So I don't know if I have a favorite, but I'm certainly interested in the dynamic between Rick and Morty, because they need each other, but in an unhealthy way. Mm -hmm. Who's sticking out to you? Well, what stuck out first was that no one in the family has the same hair color. Yeah. You think that's a science joke about Punnett squares? 
Oh, I just thought it was just easier to distinguish each character. <laughs> That's so sad because you're the scientist and you're like, well, at least now I can definitely tell them apart. Whereas I thought like maybe they're making a recessive gene dominant like gene joke. Meaning behind yeah, all there's this. some deeper like meaning. I literally went back to eighth grade, seventh grade Punnett squares. It could be, or you know, let's just have everyone have their own hair color, like Power Rangers. Everyone color coordinates with their color. I love that on TV shows, by the way. This is an aside, but when they have characters dressed in a straightforward way, like on Riverdale, Archie, that hair, and then Jughead with that dumb hat all the time. Betty is blonde with blue eyes. You can and tell ponytail. and ponytail, and you can tell a Cooper because of their blue eyes and blonde hair. And then Veronica is like dark and stormy. And I just love that they make it so obvious. Or on Bob's Burgers, the kids are in signature looks. I just love that. So simple. That's nice. When you have such a wild story, it makes sense that you might keep some of the characters just simple, easy to recognize, easy to understand their personalities. And I'd say that's probably why I'm drawn the most to Morty. I don't like Morty, but I think it's easiest to see things from his perspective and kind of go through these adventures from his perspective. I agree. I think Morty is almost serving like he's almost our perspective as the viewer if we were shoved into a scenario like this. Freaking out, ready to go back, don't quite know why we're here, but now we have to stick with this guy because he's also the only one who can get us out of it. Exactly. He asks the questions that we're thinking of, why are we doing this and saying things like this is wild. But then to keep the plot moving, he's dragged through this when, to be honest, we would have checked out a long ago. Whew, talk about it. Do you have any predictions for future episodes? Not anything specific based off of this pilot. But when we see the final scene in the garage, when they're moving a lot of Rick's belongings, We see a box that references time travel. So I would really like to have a time travel episode or series of episodes because we already know in this pilot, Rick travels to the future to get some medicine for Morty. So why not see a future version of Morty, a past version of Rick, like what was Rick like at Morty's age? So those type of scenarios would make for interesting episodes, in my opinion. And I haven't read any of the plot summaries for future episodes, so I don't know if they end up doing that. What about you? I agree. When I saw that box, it made me think future episodes are definitely going to show the the consequences of that exploration. So how about we head into our final ratings, Me Too? Yes. What would you give Cartoon Network's Rick and Morty? With Rick and Morty, I think this show is just not for me. And for other listeners who also don't really watch adult cartoon shows, because apparently the cartoon shows I watch are for children, I wouldn't recommend Rick and Morty to you. But I do know it has this huge following. So if you end up watching it, or I think my partner has seen a few episodes of the show, maybe I'll check it out again in the future. But I just don't see myself watching any more episodes, and I don't think I would recommend it to listeners who don't really do adult animated shows. I would give a pretty similar rating. I would say this show is not for me, but I would strongly recommend it for people who are a fan of The Simpsons or Futurama. I think it does a good job of kind of blending the 
sci-fi elements of Futurama and the more adult themes and comedy from The Simpsons. I'm a fan of Futurama, but not so much The Simpsons. And that might be why Rick and Morty doesn't speak to me as much. But I can tell that they are really doing a good job with this series. So if like you were saying, if you are into adult comedies, definitely watch this casually. I don't think there's going to be a grander plot that you are going to want to watch seriously, but you should definitely check it out. There's a reason that this show has a huge following. So I don't think you can go wrong if you give it a shot. Correct. You don't regret giving it a shot. Shows just don't become ubiquitous with culture and the zeitgeist for nothing. If you want to find other shows that have become really popular or not popular, check out our reviews at thepilotpodcast.com and be sure to subscribe to us on your favorite podcast platform. You can also give us a rating and review that helps others discover us. You can follow us on Twitter and on Instagram at The Pilot Pod, and you can send us thoughts, feelings, show suggestions. We enjoyed the Rick and Morty pilot, so please send us any other recommendations you have for shows you'd like us to watch to askthepilotpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Bye.